All right, welcome to Thoughts Count Anywhere, where I am your host tonight. I know, small world, right? Johnny Rock, joined today by Matt, and of course, filling in for Scott and Aaron, we have the one and only Countdown Cameron. Good to see you, buddy. How you been? What's up, Cameron? Good. How have you guys been? See, you guys have been doing nice for yourselves. I know, I know. We've gone up in the world. (laughs) We've gone from a green screen to a football country. To the Eagles! Yeah! (laughs) Oh, this, this little, little, little speck on the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at least all the cowboy stuff is down. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. He there prepared no for my arrival. In the sky. <laughs> he prepared for my arrival. Um, so, uh, you know, it's been a pretty interesting wrestling news week, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it has been. So, uh, I mean, I've been hearing voices in my head. They talk to me. It's what they said. What's going on with Mike Bennett? Uh, Mike Canales, man. Supposedly, he's asked for his WWE release. Apparently, he figured out he's the father of the kid and doesn't want to do the storyline no more, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's a pretty... <laughs> a sore spot. It is a pretty... Maybe something... Pretty bunk storyline. It's... it's uh, I, 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 I can't harp on that storyline enough. wonder who came up with that gem. Oh... I feel like Vince might have laid the seed in someone's head. Can see that. It's, it's, it's a Vince thing. I see what you did there. It's, it's, it's a Vince thing. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, well, we know why Canellas ain't laying any seeds. <laughs> but the, see, the interesting thing is, is that it's only Mike that's asked for his release. Maria's gone out <laughs> denying the rumors, saying, oh, "I haven't asked for my release. I'm good." So, well, she's a twenty-four-seven champion. Uh, not anymore. Sure. Well, she was. She got more of a push than Mike Bennett and. What a year? Which is interesting because it seems like, you know, Mike has actually been showing up a lot more on TV. Uh, you know, especially like, you know, I, I know 205 Live is on its last legs right now, but, you know, he's had a presence on 205 Live over the yeah. last year. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, I, I don't know how much stock we put into dark matches, but he had a huge spot on the dark match after, uh, after SmackDown the other night. Yeah. Usually they put their big name guys in there. Uh, True. Granted, it was originally. I mean, so for those who don't know, Matt and I were at SmackDown uh, yeah. Friday night. Yeah. And the dark match was originally billed as just a one-on-one singles match between Randy Orton and Kevin Owens. Well, you got two of your top guys right there. People the audience want to see. And rather than getting a match, we got a run-in by Drew Gulak, Tony Nese, and Mike Kanellis. Yeah. And. You know, of course, it all led to a spot where Mark, where, where Canellis ate a stunner and an RKO, but he had a lot to say. You know, just putting himself over, and you know, he's got the makings of a star, and he's making a case for himself. He does, yeah. Yeah, he, he was really good in the Kingdom and Ring of Honor, and I was surprised WWE didn't like roll with like what he was already kind of doing, and because it was a good idea. Yeah. No. True. It's true. I it's, mean, it's getting to the point where Raw and SmackDown over good ideas go to die. Yeah. Uh, this week's Raw was quite indicative of that. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get to that when we talk to Raw because uh, there's a little bit of arson on all of our hearts. I think. Uh, <laughs> we'll burn it, burn it down. Action. I'm surprised you're not wearing the shirt, man. I was going to, but I had it in the washing machine and forgot to turn the dryer on last night. Oh man. Whoops. Ugh. Shame. That was a pretty nice shirt. <laughs> For those who don't know, Matt got an awesome Fiend shirt at, uh, at SmackDown. Yeah. So, um, other rumors in the rumor mill. Uh, apparently, uh, WWE failed to capitalize in purchasing Noah. 
That's kind of crazy. I didn't know that was like a thing. But if they're going to try to launch NXT Japan like they say they want to, that's one hell of a milestone to make that happen. Well, yeah, and of course, I mean, we've, you know, Noah's not, I mean, it's not the biggest brand in the country, but it's a well-respected brand. Yeah. But what can WWE really do in Japan at this point? Other than try to encroach in, in a territory that's, you know, th- these promotions have such history and they have such a, a stranglehold on that region. And a core audience. I mean, yeah. You, you, go, you know, Japanese fans are much different from U.S. fans when it comes to their pro wrestling. They, they have etiquette. There's a certain way that you wrestling know, And they have loyalties. Is. You know, you get some guys who will only watch Noah and they won't watch New Japan. You got some right. guys that watch All Japan only, you know, you've got the women's only promotions. You Yeah, it's why it's, it's why none of these, these promotions have women's divisions. They don't need them, uh, unlike... Yeah, they've got entire we women's promotions. Yeah, and they've uh, had them for decades. Yeah. So, so it's a, it's a there's, a, there's a lot of history there, and you're right. Like to see WWE just come in and uh, and swoop in and, and take over. I, I think I think they're going to meet a lot of resistance if that's the route they want to take. Yeah, they'll probably try to open a performance center and think they're going to poach off like most of New Japan or All Japan Pro Wrestling's like talent and. I don't see that happening too much. I don't think they're going to try and go into Japan at this point now. If <laughs> they got caught trying to buy Noah, I, I would imagine they're a little embarrassed by this news getting out. But you act like it's the hand in the cookie jar thing when, you know, I mean, Triple H has gone on record saying he wants the NXT brand to be global. He, and it seems an awful lot like he's trying to bring back the old territory system. You know, you have your... You know, he's got his UK territory, he's got his US territory, he's trying to bring it into a Japan market. I know they've talked about uh, NXT Australia or S- Southeast Asia, you know. Yeah, you, yeah. Got, you got, you know, the, the Indian market, the Saudi Arabian market, you know, the, you know, wrestling, is, Triple H is really spearheading this global NXT brand. Um, I think the only downside of that would be just too much of a good thing. You know? Not necessarily if you have it with... If you have it in a territory-like format, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like with here where these guys travel throughout states. They're not going to be going, you know, from place to place as often as they would from, say, Las Vegas to Los Angeles. But do you think it'd be taking away talent? Like, say they have NXT Japan. Would they pull Shinsuke Nakamura over there to, to be a figurehead of that brand? Would we lose Io Shirai, Asuka? I mean, these are big names who are already you know, popular here in the States, would they dilute their own product to put talent elsewhere? I can see Probably. I can they see probably would that. do that. Interesting. Okay. But, you know, with the idea that because they're growing in all of these countries that there's going to be a, an innate talent pool mm-hmm. to pull from from each one of those regions. Um, and, and I'm pretty skeptical of that. Okay, but well, and it's good to be skeptical. But I, I really think it might be you know you can to have too much of a good thing. Right, it's um, it's different when you're introducing wrestling into a country, and you know everybody that goes, most everybody that goes in is going to more or less be new to the idea of professional wrestling. There aren't going to be too many, you know, because I'm actually pulling up our, uh-huh. our live feed right now, so I can keep. Uh, Keep on the comments. We uh, we already have Scott and Aaron watching from afar. So hi guys. What's up guys? So the other half of our regular team. Uh, 
You can vilify me later and say I'm a terrible host because I'm not used to being the guy asking the questions here. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't much prepared for this. Either. It's a, it's all right. We're gonna, you know, we we wing we wing it on this show. The show must go on. We're sorry we didn't go on yesterday. We were preempted by the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. And uh, <laughs> if you get that reference, please chime in because uh, I thought it was a good joke. Um, also, uh, if anybody else is watching, we are doing a little bit of a Q and A session. So if you have any opinions, your thoughts count here too. Thoughts count anywhere. So if you have any thoughts or opinions you want to convey to us, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. I've got the live stream. I'm watching your comments right now. So if you have a question for us, feel free to ask. We'll answer pretty much anything. Yeah. You know, like, you know, shoot, what's your shoe size? <laughs> 11 and a half. Yeah. Keep it resting. <laughs> um, so size we're going to move on. Five. I mean, there wasn't a lot of in the rumor mill uh, that wasn't confirmed or denied. And all this week, so we're just going to move right into WWE. It's been a rather interesting week. Um, well, uh, we have two NXTs to cover because two Wednesdays have gone by. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to briefly gloss over last week's because at this point it's old news, um, and a lot of what was set up on last week was delivered on this week. So, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you had probably the highlight of the entire show for me was, uh, you know. Outside of matches, segment wise, was uh, Velveteen Dream with the with the Roddy Strong photo, um, which Velveteen got his comeuppance this week uh, because of a real life injury. Yeah. So, guys, what are your thoughts on NXT for the last couple of weeks? It's been a really good show. It's but the Wednesday Night Wars is really a thing. And to be honest, they're the best two products out there right now. They're the best two products in wrestling right now, for sure. NXT has been the best product in wrestling for years. But AEW, after after a rocky start, I mean, we, you know, I know Scott and I had our issues with the premiere, um, mainly with production and you know yeah. camera camera angles and you know the pyro made things a little too hazy and smoky. Uh, I feel like AEW's kind of learned from that mistake, and which is a good sign. They're they're learning. Yeah. And they're. And we knew that they were going to have to. Yeah. To an extent, you know, and it's it's they're they're definitely learning to walk before they run. Um, I don't things with AEW, especially in this first year, are not going to be smooth sailing at all. They're going to have their hiccups. They've already been bitten by the injury bug. Um, Luchasaurus is out. Uh, we're still on that learning curve. Yeah. So well, it seems they they seem to be doing pretty well ratings wise. The ratings wise, destroying. They're, they're NXT. great. Which which sucks because NXT is still a great product. Yeah, and we'll see if that all evens out within like six months. Like, see, once like once the hype of AEW goes away and it's just, like, a thing, we'll see if, like, where the ratings lie then. That's when I'll, like, decide who's really going to win this war. See, and to me, it's not a war because everybody's winning. All the fans are winning. Yeah. Especially, I mean, if you take the time to watch both shows, they're the two best wrestling shows. But you're only winning if you're not watching Raw or SmackDown because it's a whole different landscape at this point. It is. It's NXT... Was always been the safe haven for us nerds about wrestling, and my big fear with NXT being on USA is that's going to get taken away from us. I don't think so because it seems like it seems like it's yeah. been the and old I, NXT. They're yeah, still at full sale. Yeah, and I don't think that it's it's um, and I don't really feel that that that's actually oh. happening, but. And so Aaron up. says he didn't know today was live at seven based on it. No, we don't. Aaron, we, we said Matt got off work at four thirty. We could meet anytime after. Matt, Aaron says he could have been here. Oh, uh, said he wasn't available the rest. You of the said week. you weren't available the rest of the week, man. Apologies. 
Hi, Aaron. <laughs> um, so, so, so back to the whole NXT thing. I, there is one feud I really want to highlight. Um, it's been going on for a couple months now, and that's the the Dominic Dajakovic and Keith Lee feud. And these guys are just on fire every time they take the ring together. I think last night was their fourth time locking up, yeah, and it was still just as entertaining as the first time. And one thing I wanted to highlight was uh, how incredible is Keith Lee? That dude is freaking amazing. So I'm going to go back to my past here for a minute. Um, I remember like one of my favorite wrestling video games. I play all the video games. I buy them every year. But the first one that really like struck a chord with me was like back when Acclaim made WWE uh, Attitude or Warzone. Oh, yeah. It was actually that. the first wrestling video game where you were able to you know create a character. Yeah. And uh, there were no like weight limitations or moveset restrictions. You just like the move. You could give your guy the move. And... I remember I made this guy. I made him like the largest dimensions you can. His name was El Gordo. He was just the fattest luchador you ever saw. <laughs> you know, his, but his name was El Gordo. But he had luchador moves, so he's like busted out like hurricane ranas and moonsaults and you know all the flippy stuff. And I made him as a joke, and I made his tag team partner the smallest guy you can make, and he did like all power moves. But but um, Keith watching, Lee's real. Keith Lee is real. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Lee is that guy I made in my head as a fourteen year old. That's a thing. That's a thing now. Like we have three hundred pounders doing the flippy stuff, like acting like a young buck out there. Oh no! Like Walter would like is like the living incarnation of of my ideal. Right. Uh, but it's, it's, it, you, know, you put you touched on a really good point. It's really cool to see these giant like monsters. Yeah. Move around the way they do. Like we we, we we always say, like Bam Bam Bigelow was like the pioneer of that, the, the the athletic, you know, agile big man. But my God, even Bam Bam doesn't hold a candle with Keith Lee. But it, oh, and, and they're not they're not treading too much into lucha territory where it starts to look a little unrealistic. No, but it's like you so watch, especially those two guys. They're both big men. They're both like huge. They're, those are you need to put that on SmackDown. That's what the average. I was talking about I was talking to, to Matt about this earlier. Um, you know, at my work, there's there's TVs everywhere, all over the gaming floor, mm. the the dining room, and you know, between Fox and Fox Sports One and ESPN, everything that they're showing WWE related, and every time one something like that's on, everybody who sees it just kind of stops and just watches it for a second, doesn't say anything. So. They have a really good opportunity to get people's attention because the fact that they're on, they're on Fox, they are they're getting people's attention by default. Yeah, yeah. And I, I honestly think that you know you're right. WWE should be putting the best talent on their A show on on Friday nights. If you know, just seeing some little thing like that, like catching somebody's attention, like Rollins coming out or Becky. Could you imagine Keith Lee doing some crazy move? They'd be talking about that right? all weekend long to everybody. But see, that's that's the main difference between... But see, they, what they won't be doing is talking about Seth Rollins doing that all weekend. Exactly. No, he does that every week. But even Seth Rollins has really dialed back his moveset and his... You know, it, it, Seth has gotten really formulaic in the ring, I feel like. He's, he's not... Like, I haven't seen him bust out a Phoenix Splash in over a I year. can't even remember the last time he's even tried one. You know, it's... I think in WWE history he's landed at once. It seems like, to me, the main difference between AEW and NXT 
and you know putting those two on one side of the formula and putting Raw and SmackDown on the other is that it seems like there's some kind of disconnect between both schools of thought yeah. about match production, about you know what spots you're going to do. I think the reason Raw and SmackDown are losing so much in the ratings is because they're just boring. The matches haven't been exciting. They save all the exciting, exciting stuff for the pay-per-view. I can't really remember. I mean, I think the last exciting match I saw on SmackDown that was like truly like eye-poppingly exciting to me was Andrade and Rey Mysterio. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you've got you got you got the guys on Wednesday night, you know, bending over backwards and killing themselves, you know, managing to strike a balance between high spots and telling a good story. Monday and Friday really need to step up their game. Well, <laughs> Friday, Friday they have to do differently if they're going to get the audience they want. They can't. They can't put. I don't think they can put NXT or AEW style wrestling mm-hmm. to to a mainstream audience and, and get the attention that they, they think it's going to get. Right. Um, and I have this argument with a lot of wrestling fans. The wrestling that we like, we like because we know what it is. Mm-hmm. The average person has an expectation of what professional wrestling is supposed to look like, and. When they see a guy like when we when we see something on AEW, we, we see. Oh, I'm gonna go back to Michael Nakazawa again. <laughs> go back to Michael Nakazawa. When you see this guy oiling him up, we laugh at it. And we laugh because we, you know, we get it. But you show that to the average person you're trying to get into wrestling. They'll turn the channel and like, what, what is this? Like, yeah. So I would suggest that well, some of the things that SmackDown's doing right is bringing in Cain Velasquez, bringing in Tyson Fury. With that. SmackDown, everybody on SmackDown, everything in SmackDown needs to be presented like a sport. You can still have your angles, you can still have your gimmicks, and you can still have your characters, and wrestling has to have that to exist. Well, see, that's that's why I was shocked with some of the draft choices, because SmackDown brought in a lot of character-based wrestlers, and they even let some of the more sports-oriented people go to Raw. Like, I thought for sure that... At least one of the, arguably the, the big two of women in the company are Charlotte and Becky. I expected them to be on separate brands, but no, they're both on Raw, and Raw seems to actually have the superior women's division now. Granted, you got Bailey and Sasha, and now Alexa Bliss on SmackDown. Yeah, you could have put Becky and Charlotte on SmackDown, um, but well, Becky I mean, for star power alone, and then Charlotte for being you know the wrestlers' wrestler as far as women are concerned. Yeah, I, I thought for sure Charlotte would be on SmackDown. So did I. Did you see, like, all the promos and everything going into SmackDown? Even, like, the opening video, it's all Roman and Charlotte. Yeah, they're definitely going to have to change that opening video because, uh, you know, Becky was highly featured in it. Seth was featured yeah, it's in like, it. So it's like, oh, they're raw people now. Yeah. And what's going to happen when WWE finally has proof that no one cares about Roman Reigns? Actually, pump the brakes on that because since Roman came back from his cancer, and I'm not even claiming the cancer, I mean, yeah, Roman took the time off he needed. I'm glad he's in remission. I'm glad he's better. But I'm really, really happy and impressed with the way they've booked Roman since he came back, and I don't hate him nearly as much. I really don't. They didn't slingshot him into the title picture. He's been working meaningful feuds. I mean, granted, I had issue at first with the Eric Rowan feud, but I'm really, by the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm sold on this. My main issue with that was that I felt like that was something that could have been resolved on a show, on a TV show, and that they took the pay-per-view spot away from the King of the Ring finals. Yeah. That was my only grape with that entire feud. I thought, you know, it was good. It, it started off really rocky, but I like the way they're booking Roman. I really do. As long as they keep him 
keep have him flirting with the top of the card, but not at the top of the card. Maybe put him there. Put him there like around one of the big fours. Do that for a little while, and then turn him full blown heel and give him the belt. I would not be against you. Well, you Smack- have you have your top guy, like just like you want. It was SmackDown in Vegas. It was Seth versus Roman, and Roman was over. Roman, like Roman. was over like Grover in that thing. <laughs> there was no Seth Rollins chance. It was all. Let's go, Roman. Well, you know, that's mainly because I think if anybody's going to be making the heel turn, it's the natural heel turn because uh, I believe Seth Ra- Seth is getting Xbox heat right now. Seth is kind of annoying in well, real how life are you in general. Put a baby face up there. How are you going to put your top baby face out there and have him do everything that pisses people off? Yeah. and Oh, and he's, and, a, twi- and he's a Twitter troll on top of it. Yeah. Did, did you see him defending the finish of Hell in a Cell? Oh, He's geez. like, well, maybe if the referee stopped Mick and Taker's match. <laughs> Dude, shut up on Twitter, man. Someone needs to take his phone away from him. You're right, right? It's like, it's like when I've had too much to drink, I, 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 give, I lock my phone and I give it to a friend. You know? <laughs> so, you, know you know who should really put him in his place on Twitter? Huh? You know who should really put him in his place on Twitter? Becky Lynch. <laughs> Because she's the best at it. Oh, yeah, man. Becky Lynch Beyonce is the worst at it. Yeah. God. And you need to take Twitter lessons from her. <laughs> well, she's definitely, proven, uh, definitely proven that she is the man. <laughs> she wears the pants in that relationship, guaranteed. <laughs> oh, man. I just don't know how she can put up a Seth's laugh day in and day out. I love Seth Rollins. Don't get me wrong, but the guy laughs like a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> Yum yum. <laughs> I think to um Don't another Seth thing that after midnight. <laughs> would really benefit both the NXT style side of things and then the main roster side of things is uh, factions. I love factions. We need more factions. We uh, always undisputed need more factions. era, baby. Huh? Look, undisputed era. That's baby. right, yeah. and, and, and that's a good start. And who who is the most over on NXT right now? A faction. Adam Cole. Adam they Cole always do. Back. They're always the most successful. Yeah. It's why, like, it really breaks my heart that we've actually had good factions that they did nothing with. Like, I miss Sanity. Granted, Killian Dane is killing it on NXT right now. But, yeah, but like, look, look, yeah, Jericho even, and, and Inner Circle. Alexander Wolf. Even, even, yeah, Imperium. Dude, Imperium's great. They just, I mean, if you watched NXT last night, I mean, awesome, awesome match between Lorcan and Birch and, uh, and Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. It was, which, to me, I don't know if you ever played that uh, that old board game, uh, Axis and Allies. Oh yeah. <laughs> do, do you ever notice, like, whenever those two teams square up, you have you have a German and an Italian versus an American and a Brit. It's like World War II in the ring. How has <laughs> nobody made that connection? <laughs> Never think about that until right now. <laughs> right? I mean, you have that. Like, just throwing a Japanese guy on one team and throwing a Canadian guy, you've got the Second World War right there. You know. <laughs> I just, it's I don't know I'm a student of history and I just I, that's like a little interesting food for thought thing like you know so anyway but NXT was great I mean moving into more like you know, so SmackDown we saw it live uh, I thought it was a pretty decent show uh, it was a lot better than the previous week but there was a one million viewer ratings hit I thought it was a good show but you can't start off a show with Roman versus Seth I, with a fiend interfering that's like main event level stuff I don't know to follow it up with Shorty Gable and Baron Corbin as much as I like seeing those guys lock up I'm getting a little sick what was that the fifth time we've seen Shorty 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 Gable Gable. Shorty G yo 
Good lord. So they, they, they work great in the ring together, and it's really doing its job to put over Corbin as a, as a monster heel, but... Uh, Move on, both guys. Both guys need to move on. Yeah, you know, definitely. There, there are better feuds out there for both of them. I hope, I hope that we only got a rehash of this because it was the draft episode. And we didn't know where people were going to wind up. Those matches didn't even really make sense either because they said it was for draft picks. No, no, but only if, the first one. But even then, but there's they said beforehand there's three picks for Raw, two for SmackDown. Now oh, we got Jason, J- Jason and Mike here uh, on the channel. What's up, guys? Even if somebody like won, it's still the same amount of people no matter what. And everybody was already drafted on the website. And it was literally in order. Oh, yeah, they, they leaked the order. It was like an hour before SmackDown even aired. It was directly in order. They need a kayfabe rule book. <laughs> we need Jack Tunney back is what we they need. They <laughs> need like a framework to go off of and stop making these... <laughs> On the fly decisions. Yes, all the he, time. you can Every watch the football game in our upper corner. I'm so. sure everybody's hoping the XFL starts soon, so right. Vince has something else to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, everybody, everybody's hoping. Right. You know. So hey, part of I'm we're, we're, you, not, we're not getting a team. I'm but, telling you, know, you we're, the we're ultimate the, the ultimate draft pick that we're not talking about. I'll tell you, Andrew Luck <laughs> is going to be starting quarterback for one of those XFL teams. I <laughs> guarantee it. I he'll be he'll be he'll be the championship game MVP. He'll be the Chris Jericho of the XFL. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be le champion. <laughs> I mean, when your father's you know when your father is the uh, when your father is the CEO of the league, you know, come on, you can have your kids start. <laughs> if Shane can get a job in WWE, Andrew Lung can get a job in the XFL. Yeah. So so Jason agrees with you. Uh, please elaborate, Jason. What what do you agree with Matt on? Matt's made a lot of really good points tonight. So, I am stoked for the XFL too, Mike. I want to. I want to see like NFL Blitz style. I want to see. Uh, I want to see the nickname jerseys come back. He hates me. Everybody he, still remembers. Oh that. yeah, everybody still remembers uh, Tommy the Gun Maddox. Yeah. <laughs> <Remember that? laughs> no, they wouldn't. Yeah, they couldn't do that now. I want. Them, I want. I want somebody, every somebody, team. somebody would make a big deal about that as somebody a dude named Tommy Gun. <laughs> or he hate me. Like oh, it's hate. <laughs> it's offensive. <laughs> oh, Ruin that Lord. person's career. I just, I think, I think football could use a little bit of a needs an edge to it. Needs yeah. a little bit of an edge to it. Uh, no, 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 that was that was the attitude I mean, before. I mean, I did, I did like, uh, I did like when uh, you know the Eagles were in the Super Bowl two years ago, and uh, freaking they powerbomb Brandon Cooks out of his damn shoes, and it looked just <laughs> like it just looked just like the pop up powerbomb. And so of course, <laughs> me being me, I just. Immediately taking a Twitter, like posted <laughs> posted a gif like Brandon Cooks be liking his Kevin Owens just pow, power bombing somebody. <laughs> so, I think that was Malcolm Jenkins that did that too. Yeah, I think it was actually. It was. Oh, so Jason interfered with you that the Seth Roman match with the Fiend interfering should have been main event level. That was that so. should have been the main event of the show. I don't think anybody wouldn't think that really. Like it's. I like the setup for it. I mean, just, you have been to, watching. I did like the setup for. I'll, I'll defend it. Um, I'll defend it because, you know, it was for draft picks. It was for yeah. the number one pick. And it was a good match. It was a good thing to start the show with. And honestly, the main event, I was not disappointed with. It was a good match. Yeah. I mean, Evil Bailey. Bailey. Uh, evil Bailey. I didn't see that. <laughs> was there a video <laughs> where the little kid was crying over it? Or? Oh, I saw I that on my video. way here. There was a kid crying and Sasha Banks, like, replied laughing. <laughs> 
Wait, was it? What was that little girl that was? See, kayfabe is important, people. What What was that little girl who like, was Bailey's biggest fan at Full Sail? Like, yeah, I forgot. Now she's like a heel and like. Oh yeah, she's, she's like doing wrestling. Yeah, stuff. she's like fifteen now, and like yeah. she's actually like learning the craft, and like she's like a massive heel in her like yeah. training promotion or whatever. <laughs> um, God, what's her name? That like. Oh, I forget. I, oh, I can't remember. remember. Somebody let us know in the comments. If anybody remembers the name of Bailey's biggest fan, the one who oh, was Izzy. Some... Izzy. Yeah, that's Izzy. Yeah. God, yeah, I heard her dad was there at like every show, and like she cried every time Bailey did something amazing. Yeah, no, it's just, that's the future of the business. I right cry now. every time she comes out for other reasons. <laughs> did, did you mourn the Bailey buddies? Did you mourn them? When no. she took that weird. Axe I don't like Bailey in general, so I didn't really care. <laughs> I, I like this though. I like her new theme music. I do though. like her new music. So yeah, cool. I like it too. So I'm I'm kind of sad they didn't like debut her with that. Like have her come out to the old theme, and then like once she chopped them, but like all of a sudden like she wins the belt again, and then they're just playing new music. I thought there should have been more fanfare for her new music. You know, like, the whole time I was like, "This is stupid," but that's some cool music. Right? I think she should kill the. the, the <laughs> I think she should kill the Bailey buddies every time. Every week come out That's her entrance I don't know Because she kind of Botched it a little bit I thought it took A little bit longer Than it should have Well they'll just They'll, they'll, and, they'll find new method, better and, methods And when we get to AEW There is one major Criticism I have Of AEW For the last two weeks At least And I'll get to that When we move on to AEW But first off Is there any other uh, Issues about you know, for, for one Like this This past Raw Other than the one Major elephant in the room Seemed Pretty uneventful for me. I mean, nah. the only takeaways I had from Raw were Viking Raiders finally winning the belts. That Viking was awesome. Ra- Viking Raiders are technically undefeated. Then yeah, they are since NXT because they just gave up the belts. They didn't lose them. They just, yeah. They're like, put them in a ladder match. We're not even going to compete. It. We're not even going to defend. <laughs> just put them in there. We're on main roster now. Um, Viking Raiders have not taken a pinfall nope. or a submission loss since since entering WWE. Uh, now they're the Raw Tag Team Champs. That is awesome. That was that, a highlight of my night, for sure. But, and this is probably the low light of your night. What do you think about the Firefly Funhouse, man? Arrest Seth Rollins for arson. Goes back to what I was saying. <laughs> can we not to, just, can we not have nice things? It goes back to what I was saying. They push this guy as the top good guy, and then he does stuff like that. So, <laughs> I wonder what Bray Wyatt's response to this is going to be. You know... I hope he shows up on SmackDown with a new Firefly Funhouse. He better. And he's just like, it was all in my head, Seth. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like with with The Fiend, you just got to go full ridiculous at this point. You know? Like, you know, Vince has come out saying he doesn't want The Fiend to be a supernatural character. But I think WWE kind of needs that. I mean, what? But what's the coolest things we remember about The Undertaker? We were kids. There are kids that watch this product now. It's kind of funny you say that, they're though. They're trying to appeal to more than just kids. They're trying you're talking to appeal about the, to... Because you're talking about the video game, WW2K20 comes out Monday. Yeah. And they just released, like, The Fiend's entrance. And even Corey Graves, during his entrance, he goes, Oh, my God, this is supernatural. Right? Well, that whole that whole DLC pack is ridiculous. They got, like, Braun Strowman as a Frankenstein monster and, like, Aleister Black as a literal, like, devil. <laughs> Yeah, don't they have, like, like random, like, outside the ring stages and oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's like, th- there's an arena that's, like, like a swamp. <laughs> like, Long overdue. One which, is like cool which is cool, because I could probably recreate, you know, Final Deletion on there. <laughs> 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 All I need is a dilapidated boat. 
<laughs> Senior opinion. Yeah, the mod community for that game is going right. to be. Oh god, yeah. That's I'm so excited for the mod community for 2K20. Uh, I've, you know, I'm getting the big Uber SmackDown edition on Monday. Yeah, so. somebody's nice. somebody's getting a new graphics chip. Huh? Somebody's getting a new graphics chip this month. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So yeah, no, I'm very excited for, for 2K20. Uh, I heard the the my you know, I'm, I've heard from insiders that uh, the career mode is going to be awesome. A um, little upset they didn't tweak universe mode. I still want a return to general manager mode. Yeah, you know, like that's the one I want. Like, that's all I care about. It's just pick up and play. Mm. Just something. But uh, you know, I think I think maybe like by 2K22 they'll finally because you know, people have been asking for general manager mode to come back in the video games for like ten years now. Yeah. And finally, I hope they start listening. Like they keep adding more customization options, and I'm like, we don't need customization options. We need a good game to play. Just, yeah. just you know, it's it's there. The customization's been great since like 2K12. Yeah. Just you know, give us more content. Because we need a general manager mode that works like those old text based. Yeah. I want to negotiate like like. I, I remember, like, I remember, like, Madden came out with like a co- counterpart game called Head Coach. Oh yeah, I remember, remember that. that? And it yeah, was like I know what I'm talking about, like the old text base. Yeah, you got to like simulate base, and you got to add things that you wanted to, and then like, I like I remember having one, and it came out with like, like a patch that had like every wrestler known in existence at that point. So, uh, so Mikey's uh, <laughs> chiming in. He's uh, saying that NWO NWA is gold right now, which I've only seen the first episode of NWA Power, and it was great. It was very old school. I'm probably gonna watch episode two when I get home tonight. Where uh, Where are they showing? Where um, they YouTube. Just yeah, it's YouTube? on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, it's on YouTube for free. Free wrestling out there. If you're not watching NWA and you've got about 45 minutes to an hour to kill, watch some good old school wrestling. I can literally just see like <laughs> the YouTube wrestling is the best right now. Oh, dude, <laughs> AEW Dark. Have you been watching AEW Dark? Is that on YouTube too? It's yeah. It's their dark matches. They put them on YouTube. It's like an hour long program, and they've been solid. Yeah, put some good matches on there for sure. So let's move on to AEW real quick. Uh, Guys, what's your takeaways from Dynamite, man? The stuff where Darby Allen was doing with his hand tied behind his back to Chris Jericho, that was now so, that was some amazing stuff. Do you know that actually turned the crowd, but do you know why? Why? So they announced on commentary that it would be a Philadelphia street fight, and but submissions and rope breaks would still be counted. Commentary said that, but no ring announcer said it for the live crowd. So as soon as Darby Allen went for that rope break and the referee broke the hold, the crowd turned on that match. You can't be doing that stuff in an ECW. They started booing, and of course, it's my hometown crowd. We all know what us Philadelphians are famous for. We're our 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 ability to troll the talent in the ring is legendary. They've seen a hardcore match or two there, I think. Yeah, but so they're loudly chanting. Like rewatch the broadcast if you didn't catch it. They're loudly chanting. It's a street fight because there were two <laughs> rope breaks. Granted, one of those rope breaks was to set up the yeah the duct tape. But you know, the, they you got to convey that to your live audience because yeah, you know, definitely that was a turn so- on you. It was a solid match, but it's bad enough you have to hear it from that AEW commentary. Hmm. <laughs> So, actually, since they added Shivani, the AEW commentary is a lot better. Well, yeah, I would imagine. It's, it's like... So, any any uh, gripes about AEW, though, other than that main event? Watch. Not really. It's been a pretty solid show. Entrance, tech matches have been amazing. Entrances are too long. You think so? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, can see that. 
I I, I, I like, tend to skip forward through him. I love my DVR. I like I like Moxley. I like his new his new music. But actually, didn't Kane? Yeah, didn't our but uh, shout yeah. out to our buddy Kane Cherko uh, from Versus Pro Wrestling and uh, you know Mr. Kane uh, yes. actually designed John Moxley's uh, theme music. Oh wow! So uh, fun little fact, you know. But I, I I do feel like their entrances were dragging on a little bit too much. It's like okay, he's out in the ring, you know. That's one thing I feel like WWE has down to a science is they they, they know how much time to give each person. You know, yeah, get out there, Peacock. A little, do your thing for the audience, and you know. But then let's get to the match. Yeah. And I save the long entrances for the bigger shows, the super cards. Yeah, I mean, this is just a normal and, episode and of Dynamite. With those two, if you're gonna do that, you know, make them production heavy. Yeah. Make them, but but I don't want to watch John Moxley just pacing around the ring while his music's playing. And you know, yeah. for 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 you know, it just seemed overly long. It's it's like okay, back back to. Uh, Back to the WWE 2K games. Mm-hmm. After a while, you, 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 you skip over the entrance. Yeah, like, start to skip cool the for a while, but once, you, once you've seen them enough, you played the same guy enough mm-hmm. that you don't. Know. Some I never get tired of though. Like if I'm playing Alistair Black, I will never, I will never skip his intro. <laughs> True. <Yeah. laughs> um. So yeah, the, you know, AEW has been, you know, to me, it hasn't been anything really eye popping about it in the last couple weeks, but it's been solid and it's been consistent. Yeah, and the matches, especially the matches, have been really, really, really enjoyable. If you're a fan of the match quality, AEW's your show. Um, you know, and they're getting better at storytelling. I feel it's not just a bunch of spot monkeys doing spots. That's good. Um, but some of the spots they do come up with are inventive and stuff you don't see every day. Like watching the little attack child attacked by Pentagon. Oh my god! That yeah, that Lucha uh, Lucha pile driver looked like it legit hurt. It looked like when Pentagon had that five year old in the (laughs) (laughs) almost photoshopped that. So 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 yeah. So um, we're making a reference to a show that we did a few weeks ago. It was right after the FSW 10th anniversary show. Uh, Pentagon Junior picked a five year old child out of the crowd. Who was wearing a Pentagon mask and put him in the package pile driver clutch before the referee called him off? It was the spot of the night. Everybody was cheering. Everybody was really getting into that kid was on cloud nine. He's like, "Oh my god, Penta picked me up!" But watching him do that to Marco stunt, I, it brought flashbacks. It brought flashbacks. <laughs> it was it was such a you know, oh man, Marco stunt. That kid, wow. <laughs> Like I, I thought, my my favorite spot of that entire match was when uh, when he was up on Jungle Boy's shoulders, and Jungle Boy just tosses him, just tosses him at them, and he turns into a like into a hurricane around It was great. So he's good. So Mikey, please clarify. You say what happened to the Demon Finn? Uh, are we talking about in the video game, or are we talking about in 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 wrestling? Because uh, if we're talking about in wrestling, I feel like Demon Finn's going to be a lot more prevalent on NXT. At least from his promo last night, it seemed uh, he was gearing towards that. I don't think they're going to give us that even that anymore. Well, no, because uh, I hope I'm wrong. Because because Finn said, "My future is my past," and then the, the the screen faded to black, and you heard the heartbeat. Remember the like whenever he comes out as Demon Finn, there's that the heartbeat. Before yeah. He yeah. So I think Demon Finn may be returning a lot more in NXT. Especially because the demons were. I'm down really, with that. Really got him over, and I love. I would like to see him do more some of the stuff he did in Japan. Huh? I'd like to see him do some of the stuff in Japan. Uh, well, too. I love heel. Face pain and the- I love heel fertile. So 
yeah, give me more heel fernal. Give me Bullet Club in WWE. Give me, like, as I said. Don't like, give me, no, 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 Give me Bullet Club in WWE. Give me something <laughs> new. Give me something new. But, no, heel Finn is a great, it, it, a lot of the WWE crowd doesn't know how good of a heel he is. And, God, he was one of the most hated men in Japan. That's like people just realized how good of a heel Daniel Bryan was right? for a while, but he was like biggest heel in Ring of Honor for a hot minute. Uh, the American Daniel Dragon. Bryan was the best heel not signed to WWE. Uh, Actually, Daniel Bryan does something that I used to do in the ring too, and it's one of my favorite heel spots that I never see anybody do anymore, especially if you're a submission wrestler. When they go for the rope break, and you wait till the count of four, uh, and then you release it, and you're just getting the rest face. I have till five! <laughs> I miss that. Like, and even, like, I was hoping with the whole heel Daniel Bryan gimmick and he started using the little lock again, I, I really wanted to see him do that in WWE. He has yet to do that in WWE. But I, I mean, did somebody do it's that It's such recently. a great heel thing to do. You hold the count. You, ha- you have a five count until you get disqualified. Why do you break on two, especially if you're a heel? I can't remember who did that. That was, like, this last week. One of the last two weeks. Somebody, I think it was Corbin. He had somebody yeah, okay. in some kind of move. Corbin doesn't and- do submissions. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, it's somebody in, like, I think he was, like, gouging their eyes or something. Okay. He's doing something crazy. And they, like, Canada Ford and referees going like this, and he's like, I had to tell five. Right? <laughs> All right, quick time check. We got about 15 minutes. Let's go. Let's cover the rest of the indies. Uh, New Japan. What's our big news from New Japan, man? Uh, the belt was taken off of John Moxley. Why? Because oh, he doesn't defend it. <laughs> Well, I don't think that was his storm. fault. <laughs> I mean, so we're not talking Lance Storm here. We're talking a actual storm. It's a cyclone. <laughs> but we are talking about a Lance Archer. Yes. Lance Archer is your new IGWP United States champion. Uh, that is the name of the am I? That is correct. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Okay, yeah. Uh, and the defending champion never even got a chance to defend. I think Moxie kind of got... The run to the stick on this. He, he got hosed on that one. Yeah, I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. also missed the show for the same reason. You know, did Zack Sabre Jr. get punished? Can't take a belt off somebody just because of the weather. You know, it's, it's not, not like their he, fault. It's not like he pulled a Brock Lesnar and just moved home with the belt. You know, this might have been an AEW thing. You think? Because I heard they're still, they were still planning on letting Moxley do Wrestle Kingdom because Moxley really wants to do Wrestle Kingdom. I'd love to see that. You know, that sounds awesome, but I don't think that's something that they. I, I, I see AEW backing up. You think this could be, uh, see? I'm, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the inverse on this because what if this is just a setup to a bigger match? I can see that. What if at Wrestle Kingdom you get a triple threat between all three of those guys: Juice Robinson, Lance Archer, and Moxley? We, we can only hope. I'd pay to see that. I'd yeah. Be, uh, butts and seats. Yeah. Especially butts and Japanese seats. Yeah. But now you have to look at it from AEW's perspective. That's their guy. You know. One of their top guys. Yeah. Right. And he's going to go to Japan and make them a boatload of money. Well, I don't think it's about the money thing. Because even Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega is one of the executive price presidents. Even Kenny well, Omega. Well, I know for, for Moxley, it's probably not about money. Yeah, when, when, it's about Omega said rest- he wants to do Wrestle Kingdom still. But I'm saying for AEW, I mean, they, they are a company. They are a company. Yes. So, I mean, if they're going to let him do it, that's fine. But if they don't want him to do it, then this is probably a telltale sign that. Oh, no. Other executive vice presidents have kind of longer. made their name in Japan. Yeah. So. And, and you know, they're still open to wrestlers working for other promotions. I mean, MJF is that's still good. a member of the dynasty on MLB. Hey, I was wondering about that, too. Yeah. 
Pentagon and Phoenix are still taking like independent. Voting. Oh yeah, they're still with AAA, CMLL. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well they they have a they have a deal with AAA. Yeah. They. Well, yeah, AEW has to deal with AAA. Um, right. I'd like to CMLL see CMLL is doing. With, they're with Ring of Honor, right? Now that New Japan doesn't want <laughs> anything to do with them. Ring of Honor. Poor. Nobody Ring. wants anything to do with uh, Ring of Honor. Oh man. So That's sad. what happens when you make when you make Matt Taven your champ, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, anything about Impact? Any any good any good? Uh, Tessa impact? Blanchard wrestled. Hey, we yeah. like when that happens. And she has a chance to win the uh, X Division Championship on Sunday. And she also has a chance. Well, I'd rather you have a chance to meet Tessa Blanchard here at Power Play Sports. Tell me a little bit about that, Matt. You want to grab the flyer? Her and her dad, Tully Blanchard, a member of the Four Horsemen. We'll be here like November 2nd from 12 to 2. And we'll be here too, so you can come and say hi to us. We'll be here, sitting here with them, possibly having them on the show. Yep. They'll be here 12 to 2. You can buy your tickets at PowerPlaySportsCards.com. All right, so now that the plug is over, now <laughs> we are moving on. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Tess Blanchard's wrestling at uh, Bound for Glory. I think the only other notable Bound for Glory news is that uh, you know, Sandy Callahan versus Brian Cage. Um, Guaranteed Sammy Callahan wins a belt because Brian Cage's back is beyond messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Actually, I'd be more shocked if he retains. Me too, actually. So, um, the big thing I want to talk about is that uh, in local news, uh, Sunday night, Sunday night, I'm just going to start small and then we'll start with the steak. Then we go with the sizzle, start with the sizzle, then we go with the steak. Um, Sunday night. Big Valley Wrestling, BBW at the Sahara Event Center, has a big event coming up called Tricks, Treats, and Turmoil. Your boy, me, and Aaron, who's not here tonight, will be your commentary team for it. Come on out and say hi to us. Check out BBW. We've got a great card lined up with some of Las Vegas' best local talent. So come check that out. Again, Sahara Event Center. Look up Big Valley Wrestling on Facebook. You can get all the event details there. Uh, I'll also share a flyer to my personal page and the Thoughts Count Anywhere page. But the big news in local Vegas wrestling, who made their WWE debut on 205 Live this week? Oh boy. Our boy. Chris Bay. Chris Bay. Chris Bay has officially hit the big times. Working. He's officially canon. He's officially w- canon. Officially WWE canon. Chris Bay will live on forever on the WWE <laughs> network, if not only for one match. Told you he's going places. So uh, shout out to Chris Bay. Congrats on the great match. You got the biggest pop of the night. Proud of you, homie. You know, you if you're listening, Chris, you got the biggest pop in the night. You should own that. Keep following your dreams, man, because you got some fans here. And we look at bidding war for that guy soon. The other thing he needs to pop up on is AEW. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw him because he's got Impact, Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. and, and WWE all, all within a month. Yeah. Oh, and 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 Cody's even doing the listening gif, Adam. Yeah. You know? So you know who who who's gonna win the the Chris Bay sweepstakes? I want to know, but. Like I said, he's not going to be here next year. He's going to be somewhere big. And it would be interesting to if, if he becomes the first big um, subject of a bidding war between WWE and AEW. That'd be great. He, he's a blue chipper. Yeah. He deserves it. And he deserves yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I was going to say. So now, he's interesting. Hard, um, go ahead. Uh, oh, sorry. Say, he's the hardest working guy on the West Coast. Well, you, I, Cameron, you actually... A, you brought up a really good point earlier. Um, if Chris Bay is to go to Greener Pastures, who should take the belt? Who should be the face of Las Vegas Independent Wrestling? Well, 
your, your two easier options are to put the belt back on Hammerstone or Killer Cross. See, but I see both those guys going on to bigger and better things, too. I mean, Hammer's getting a lot well, of... Cross isn't going anywhere right now, unfortunately. As soon as he gets out of that contract, something big's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Something big needs to happen, but right but, now... You talk about a bidding war. He's where he's at. That's a real bidding war once his oh, impact yeah. contracts up. Yeah, and that's a lot of drama. Yeah. Well, uh, we're actually trying to get Cross on the show here. Uh, yeah. Some legalities that we're not privy to go into right now, but uh, he is a friend of the show, and once he, uh, once he clears up his schedule, we'll see what we can do about letting Killer Cross tell his own story. Yeah. Because so, the man deserves to be heard. He's a very smart guy. He's very... Uh, Looking forward to Natural Born Killers, too. Oh, yes. Yes, we'll be promoting that. Uh, it's in December. Well, uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, great, great, a lot of great independent shows lined up here in Las Vegas. Um, so let's move on into pop culture. Uh, you guys check out that Breaking Bad movie. It was good, but I was kind of disappointed at the same time. Why were you disappointed, man? I was kind of, like, hoping for more. I kind of wanted to see, like, if, we, if they would have shown, like, Walter White's family. I wanted to see if they got... See if they got the money or not, or what happened to them, like, after the fact. Wow. So you you were more invested in my least favorite character. Who's a... Sky- Skyler. Boo! <laughs> Boo, Skyler. I just want to see if the family got away with the money and yeah, stuff I like that. Yeah, I, I can see where Matt's coming from. I, I, I would like to, to I wanted to see if Walter Jr. got Breakfast for Life for my own. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good movie, though. I liked it. But, you know, I liked that it was very Jesse-centric. I liked that... You know, it was closure for him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, I, I love that I got to see two of my favorite bit characters, Badger and Skinny Pete, oh, <laughs> in the first act. You know, it was, it was it was a really good swan song for the character of Jesse Pinkman, who I thought got a real raw deal. Yeah. You know, I mean, the guy's been in a cage all season, and you just have him drive off in a car. Yeah. You know, it's, I got no closure from that, so. True. I'm, I'm glad, you know, I mean, granted, Jesse was a criminal. He should be in jail. But everybody wanted to see him get away. I feel like everything he went through at the hands of like Todd and Uncle Jack. I feel like yeah, yeah. He uh he he got he got what he deserved. He paid for it and then some. True. You know he, he deserved to, to retire in Alaska, but you know Jesse didn't even get the money. No. Yeah. You know it's the best. That's the interesting thing. You know you live by the sword, you you die by the sword, or you go broke. <laughs> Wasn't a worse ending than. Oh, the Sopranos. <laughs> it still hurts after all these years. Was it Meadow? I don't know. Who opened the door? Don't stop. All right. Anything else in the world of pop culture, guys? Uh, we got... Not really my... got Jane the Virgin dropping some N-bombs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw that. that was, she was just singing the song and everyone gets an up- uproar. There's... <clears throat> Everybody gets in an uproar over everything nowadays. You know, that's a touchy issue, but, like, my, my whole take on it is, okay, like, I do karaoke. I'm a karaoke host by trade. Um, I hear people singing songs all the time, and, like, I feel like if you're, if you're singing a song and that's the actual lyric, and you're not doing it to offend somebody, just give somebody the artistic license. I've heard, I've heard white guys go out there and try to rap, and... So, some guys won't say the word at all. Uh, some of them will replace it with like stuff like "fella." <laughs> it sounds so weird. <laughs> okay, you know, like I, I have a lot of African American friends. I do. My best friend is African. You know, my, my ex girlfriend's African American. 
important. So it's uh-huh. like, you know, I, I've had a lot of talks at length about like, you know, like the do's and don'ts of, you know, using certain words and verbiage. And a lot of times, if you're not using it in an offensive manner, a lot of times people don't care. You know, so if somebody's up there just singing a song, and if they're singing a word for word, and if they're not out there, you know, say, granted, I'm a white guy. What do I know? Hey. I, I have the privilege. <laughs> I have the privilege of not having to suffer these things, whether I want it or not. I True. never asked for this privilege. It's, it's I have it. Yeah. It's there. It's white privilege. We have it. We're all three white guys here. So you know, <laughs> I don't feel privileged by, by being picked on because it, it, you know it, that's irregardless. The point is, there's a stigma out there. But, you know, I don't think it's offensive for... And especially because she's Hispanic. Yeah. Gina Rodriguez is Hispanic. She's not even... Yeah, you know, it's... I, I don't see anything offensive there. And I feel like all the people who were up in arms about it were just SJWs and snowflakes. Oh, yeah. Snowflakes everywhere. don't want people to say it, just don't put it in your lyrics. Yeah. And stop assuming that they're not going to sing it in private or in public what? just because you don't want them to. I'm sorry, it's a catchy song. That does does that mean only up. black people can appreciate that song? Just putting it out there. Well, it means uh, either way, it's, it's it's more money in your pocket. Yeah. You put out the song, so... Wasn't the Fugees that got, like, offended by it? it was yeah, like, Lauren, it wasn't like Lauren Hill was... Warriors. Yeah, it wasn't like Lauren Hill was... Uh, no, it was the actual privileged white people. Yeah. The, 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 the Twitter... Twitterati in the okay, in, so, in, in their New York apartments that have no sense of reality that these activists that masquerade as journalists. I kind of I kind of had to deal with this a couple weeks ago, uh, a, a similar situation myself. So uh, I want to ask you guys because we're we're all guys here. Um, I administer a Facebook group, you know, it's for nerds. You know, it's it's a, it's a geek group. You know, we we post memes and stuff like all th- all things geeky. Doctor Who, Star Wars, Star Trek. You know, I'm a nerd. I'm proud of it. I wear my I wear my nerd flag very proudly. Um, so I post a meme because we were talking about Disney stuff. Um, I posted a meme that just said "Be a man," and it was like a checklist. It said like the swift as a coursing river, uh, you know, strength of a great typhoon. Like basically requirements to be a man, and it was everything from the be you know I'll make a man out of you song from Mulan. Yeah. I posted it. Got a lot of laugh emojis. Got a lot of thumbs up. One angry face, and it was a dude who commented on it saying, "Oh yeah, that's just what we need to to illustrate toxic masculinity in Disney movies." Oh dear. Well, that's what people wanted to see in their Disney. Wow, movies. dude! Like, like I literally just commented on his. Post. I'm like, wow, you're literally the guy who takes the piss out of everything. There's <laughs> one in every crowd. You're that guy. You literally just have to take the piss out of everything. Like, yeah. How compelling would have would Gaston have been in the villain? Oh man, he was just this this little beta male who who cries about your politics all day. You can't have two Lafus. He, he <laughs> clenches his fist like this with his thumb inside of his hand. <laughs> but and yeah, no. Drink, so so drinks soy. So so apparently, like soy boys. Apparently, like I got accused of being a toxic male for posting. And that. they don't want to see it in their wrestling either, for that matter. <laughs> it's a whole different rant. I, can I saw an in- I saw an interesting interview this week too. Is the the guys who make Grand Theft Auto? They said they're legit scared. To make the next Grand Theft Auto Why? Game. Because of all the people All the snowflakes out there Are going to be offended by like Nine tenths of the stuff it. That's going to be in this game Can just it get it. worse just than five? Us, just give, <laughs> us, give us a nuclear bomb Give us something that will give them a stroke They can't 
they can't do anything about it because oh no no only, drop the new only the recourse town. is to go out and shoot people in the streets because they're so angry and offended. God. You know what? If you're offended, just keep scrolling. That's all I say. Man, that's the problem with the world today is people get offended over the worst things. Like, really? It's because it. we've been taught. Oh, and it, it's, it's We've mistaken the natural order of things as bullying, and so we've instilled it into kids' heads. You, you know what? To I'm going to side with Cody Rhodes on this one. His motto is hard times breed better men. Yeah. What happened to the hard times? Is this what happens when you have it too? You had your hard times when, like, the kid twice your size, right? Pushed you in the locker. That's where I got my hard times. You want to know why? You know know what? You know what I did? There was a thing that I didn't do. Is I didn't go on websites or Facebook. I didn't go stop bullying me. I took martial arts classes, right? Yeah, (laughs) learn some self defense. You know what? Go into go into training for wrestling. (laughs) Yeah, defend yourself. Do some this whole stat building me? It's just creating this generation of self-important wimps. Yeah, I mean, I think what people need they to realize is they don't know how to do anything. Like, they don't. Like I'm in my late thirties. I guess I grew up in a generation where, like, I was always told, like, you know, you're not special unless you do something to make yourself special. And now we're in this world where everybody you're is a trophy. special because you exist. Yeah, you're special because you exist. Oh, you didn't win, but here's a trophy anyway. Here's the, here's the oh, and it's the same size as the winner's trophy because <clears throat> we don't want the winner to feel special for winning. And I'm sorry, like I don't, I, I could do a whole other podcast on that alone. <laughs> There's nothing toxic about wanting to better yourself and strive to be the best. There's nothing toxic and, about that. And whether people want to hear it or not, um, and men do have their own plate in this world. We have our own cross to bear. Yeah, of course. We have the. <laughs> It, we get all we, we don't really get any of the credit anymore no because we're being told that everything that we do is bad and everything that women do is good even the bad things that they do you know uh, and I and I don't want to I don't want to make this Karen, a, I, I, I don't, don't, don't want to make this, this. A, a war yeah um, um, I think we're gonna actually I think we're gonna table it right now because we are just about out of time uh, any final thoughts guys I know this this show has been kind of a little bit a little bit random, a little bit off off panel, off <laughs> structure. But I'll tell you, man, I love you guys. I miss I miss working with both. I miss working with Cameron. Like it's it's been it's been a fun trip. And you, know, of course, we're gonna have Aaron and Scott back in the next couple of weeks, so we'll get back to formula. But this has kind of been like a little nice little break. Uh, I didn't see a lot of questions firing in. Um, sorry about that. Oh, Scott says he's having a great night on his cruise. <laughs> Going back to the pool and the bar. The struggle's real, Scott. Yeah, huh? yeah. You know, we're, we're out here try, trying to put ourselves over on a podcast, Scott, and you're sipping umbrella drinks with bikini girls at a pool on a boat. You and your privilege. You and your privilege. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, it, I hope it's been a fun show. Um, granted, Aaron's got some huge shoes to fill, and I can't wait till he's back. I don't usually like taking the hosting duties. But uh, we are Thoughts Count Anywhere. Cameron, you got any final thoughts for us? Get it together, WWE. All right, Matt, what you got? You can check out the podcast on TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. We just started a YouTube channel. All the old episodes are on there. Please give us a subscribe, follow us. We'll start giving... Start doing more stuff online, possible giveaways. Yep. We have guests coming. Honest, I felt so bad that we had... Okay, guys, 
If you're not listening to the show, you should be because we actually had extra SmackDown tickets. And we wanted to give them away. By the way, we need to get those sooner. Yeah, I know. So, we found out like the day of. Yeah, we found out the day of that we had extra tickets. So we apologize to you because we wanted to do a giveaway. Um, we're going to work on our pipeline to get those faster for you guys. Um, but yeah, we, we do have access to things. We, we're going to have some really good guests coming on. We might on. be able to help you out with that. Actually. You know, we, we definitely uh, will be doing giveaways. We have, you know, autographed merchandise from wrestlers past, present, and future. Yeah. Uh, we have, you know, access to shows. You want to, you know, heck, I might even do a drawing to get into, the BB, into future BBW shows. So, you'd be my VIP guest. All right. So, um... The Sahara Vid Center. That's right. Hey, you know, it's, it's a good venue. It's a good venue. Show them all the, the holes with all the hockey pucks. <laughs> hey, there's a Flyers banner in there. That's good enough for me. All right, so uh, we are Thoughts Count Anywhere. We are two of the four Thoughtsmen and Count Out Cameron. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being. Thanks for coming. Sorry for my, my rant at the end there. <laughs> uh, no worries, man. We, we like rants. All right, and we're done, guys. <laughs>